Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well massive show in store for you here tonight game three we finally get it lsu and south carolina as we roll up the sleeves you know it's time when we roll up the sleeves <laughs> you know it's time baby when we roll up the sleeves. So we got a game tomorrow morning at 9.30. I am jacked up, baby. Hoover ain't ready. Hoover ain't ready for that ass whooping coming. They ain't ready. <laughs> we got a lot that we got to touch on here tonight. Uh... Time to go to Hoover as Alabama and Kentucky are currently playing before we came on. Andrew Pinckney, what does it do, my guy? From Alabama with an outright hose, mega balls. Uh, and then hits a two-run home, two home run. So he throws the guy out at the plate from right field and hits a jack. This is by far maybe my favorite, one of my favorite times of the year. You got the NBA Conference Finals on the tube. You got, you got Hoover going on. You got the Big 12, Pac-12. You got a lot of baseball going on, a lot of really good baseball going on. Doesn't matter because LSU's got to play at 930 tomorrow in that double 
elimination. So we will preview South Carolina versus LSU. It is Eli Jones for the Cox. And uh, Thatcher Hurd for your Tigers. <laughs> will the real Thatcher Hurd please stand up? Will the real Thatcher Hurd please stand up? So we got a lot to talk about that uh, here tonight as we break down the game tomorrow. Uh, look, South Carolina can still hit the baseball really good. <laughs> they still have five dudes with over 10 home runs on the season, and they might have one of the best freshmen in the country in Ethan Petrie. We'll go out to Columbia, though. Uh, Chris Phillips, our good buddy, Chris Phillips, who, for whatever reason, people and Tiger fans were on his ass today when we announced that we were bringing my man on. Still really, really good. Dude knows what he's talking about. Dude's all, just produces awesome content. Uh, so Chris Phillips from the Spurs Up show will be joining us uh, here at 7.30 to talk some Tigers and Cox. By the way, it's not all we got to talk about with LSU. I'm hearing things. Daddy is hearing things. <laughs> this football team's starting to lock in, y'all. This football team's starting to lock in a little bit. So we're going to touch on that. We're going to touch on, uh, before Chris joins us, just what I'm hearing from some of the guys around the uh, around the facility. A lot of them are, are, are working out on their own, getting ready for June the 1st, which they'll start all coming in uh, on June the 1st. Uh, but I think this team knows what they're after. This team 1,000% knows what they're after and what their goal is, so we'll touch on that as well. Saints start OTAs. I got to call out Saints media. I got to call out Saints media. Freaking out that Derek Carr went six for six in an OTA and threw a deep pass to Chris Olave in a seven-on-seven is just temper yourself, bro. Temper yourself, man. Temper yourself. I'm going to call the, some of the Saints media. So I, th I think that they deserve it. I know that they will attack me a little bit. I think that there were some good things going on. Nothing to kill that vibe, but temper expectations a little bit. Don't don't come up in here talking all that shizite. Yeah, Nathan East says Saints media are going wild over car today, y'all. They are going bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Bananas. Over Derek Carr today going six for six. Like, come on, dude. Like, calm down, man. Calm down. Nathan says again, I listened to the Laffy Sports Station and a caller called in yesterday bitching about Sanchez's belt being a distraction. <laughs> I guess for softball? Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Chris H. Has anybody coming out here to Hoover this week? Chris H. Uh, lives out that way, don't you, Chris? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember you saying, I think you told us that you do live out that way. Levi on YouTube says, I'll hit up there after work tomorrow and be there Thursday and Friday. Oh, LSU's going to lose, y'all. LSU's going to lose. Every time Levi goes to games, we lose. So uh, count your bets. Paul Skeens is not going to look good on Thursday. He's not going to look good. Levi's going. <laughs> but that's uh, that's uh, that's good. That's good, uh, Levi. I'm glad you're going to be there, man. 
Uh, Jake Roberts says, Blake all jacked up on Mountain Dew tonight. I love it. Absolutely. We are jacked up on Mountain Dew, baby. Uh, Paul's up. Martin says, release the herd. Yes, you've heard release the Kraken, but have you heard about releasing the herd? And I'm not talking Colin. No, 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 no. Not talking about Colin. Uh, Delton Duce says, my body is ready. Yes, my man Delton has not said in quite some time that his body is ready. We have been tempered on the show for two months. Two months we've been tempered on the show. I'm ready to come out here and run through a damn wall. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Levi says it was just the series we lost. See, it was, the, but the first series was it not? The first series, mm. and Cruz started going in a slump because of you, Levi. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, Jeff says Cruz, Fitna, get together at Hoover, book it, book it. Let's hope so, man. As the as the SEC Player of the Year, uh, who has won back to back, he was actually co-player. The, the doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But let's hope. Let's hope so. Blake Doucette on Facebook says, shout out to everyone that will have an extra something in that coffee cup tomorrow morning. I am going to be jacked up on some coffee, man. Jacked up on some coffee. So you already know it. All right. Uh, let's get this thing rolling. We got a lot that you heard in, in Eli Jones and South Carolina. We got to talk about, man. There's no doubt. We, we got a lot that we need to talk about here tonight, but let's get that rolling. Everybody do us a favor, though, by hitting the like and share if you're joining us on Facebook. Stop what you're doing right now in the bottom left-hand side, bottom left-hand corner. There's that like button and the share button. Do us a favor. Just hit it. Smash it right now. Bam. Boom. Bop. Beep. Boop. Hit that like button. Hit that share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, we're producing daily content. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and notification bell for all of those wherever you're listening to us on podcast. If you're listening to us on Apple, on Spotify, don't forget to rate, review, uh, and subscribe wherever you're watching. If you're listening to us on the TuneIn app or Sirius XM Radio on the Believe Sports Network, we greatly appreciate you joining us here tonight. We are excited to welcome you Aboard. So let's get this thing rolling. Let's talk about our good friends over at GM Bardo and Sons. Our good friends over at betonline.ag. Don't just be, don't be a square. <laughs> Come on, bro. Hit that like and share. We're back soon. Stay with us. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag.
With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back! Yes, yes, yes. Everyone hit the like and share. Thank you, team. Uh, for doing that. Nathan E says, me and my coworker are definitely going to camp out in the truck tomorrow morning for the game. Where y'all going to be uh, camping out at? I wish we could all just, you know, I, I look, I just hate morning games, man. I don't mind noon games, but morning games, like, come on, dude. Are you that big of a Rudy Poo? Like, are you that big of a freaking Rudy Poo to be doing morning games. I, I don't I, I don't get it. Jason Gilliott says, I'd been, or maybe he's trying to say, I bet Petrie every time he, uh, I'd been, no, he's, no, he's telling me, I'd been Petrie every time he steps up to a plate. Well, I don't think you're going to do that, but the dude can really, really, really hit. Uh, Delton says, stay home, Levi. <laughs> True. Tell the man Levi to stay at home. All right. So if you missed it today, South Carolina took down the Georgia Bulldogs, the team that you actually just took two of three from uh, in Athens. But they won in convincing fashion, almost run-rolled them. I think What was it, 9-0, guys, if, if I'm not mistaken? Massive win. Uh, look, South Carolina has been in a little bit of slump. Let's just talk about – let's just say it like it is. You know it. I know it. They've fallen out of the top 25. It doesn't matter. It, it does not matter. I don't care that South Carolina has been in a little bit of a slump as of late. They can still really hit. And we'll talk about this in just a minute. Like we just mentioned, Ethan Petrie, Funky Cole Messina, Braylon Wimmer, Gavin Casas, Will McG uh, McGillis, all of those dudes can hit the ball out even in Hoover at any given moment. Petrie has 21. Funky Cold Messina has 17. Wimmer has 12. Casas, who even though sitting 259, has uh, he's a home run away from getting in that 20 club. And then McGillis has 10. They've got they've had injuries. If you've kept up with them since uh, LSU played them in South Carolina, uh, what about a month or a month and a half ago? They've had some injuries. Doesn't matter because Eli Jones is the guy that they're going to be throwing tomorrow. A guy that's had some really good success for them uh, this season. So you'll have an Eli Jones versus Thatcher Hurd matchup. Just to give you an idea, Eli Jones has been pretty good this season. He has not been bad. Now he's blown some games late um but he's coming in big spots he this will be his 20th appearance this will be his sixth start he has a 3.88 era you've seen him before you know what he's like you have been there at the plate with your starters and seen eli jones before but they've seen you too and 
you don't want to be on the receiving end of a team that's starting, who's been in a slump and starting to get hot. You know what it's like. You just, you were slumping a little bit. You go out to Georgia and you beat a team that can also really hit. For me, it doesn't come down to, I mean, it will come down to timely hitting. It will come down to these superstars at the plate hitting the baseball. We all know that it's got to happen for you to win. I know this is going to sound a little biased, but stay with me. And we'll talk to Clay Phillips about this uh, in just a minute. Did I call him Clay? Chris Phillips. Clay Phillips is a good buddy of mine. But Chris Phillips in just a minute. I think this game comes down to Thatcher Hurd for LSU. You've seen Eli Jones. You know what you're going to get from him. He's a really good guy. They, they're top five guys in the lineup for South Carolina. You can't make mistakes because they will rock you. We will, we will rock you. They can rock you. Will the real Thatcher Hurd please stand up? What dude are you going to get tomorrow morning at 930? Now, Thatcher Hurd's coming off an appearance where he gave up two home runs in the ninth inning, but then four shutdown innings against Georgia moving forward. You know what it's been with Thatcher Hurd. This will be his 10th start of the season. He's pushing a a seven-point ERA. He's at 6.59. He's pitched 41 innings. This is the problem, though, what I'm about to tell you. For Thatcher Hurd, you know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. He's got 55 strikeouts on 29 walks. You cannot afford to walk this lineup. You cannot afford to walk this lineup. You can't give them uh, free opportunities. You just can't do it. Because if and when you do, they can beat you. I I, I could care less about the slump that they're in. But, man, I'm going to tell you something. If you do have a good outing from Thatcher Hurd, you got a Friday night starter when you got to go up against number four seed. Now, I told you this last night. I don't think you put it all together. You're not going to be anything worse than a five seed, to, no matter what happens this weekend. You're not falling out of a regional seed and a regional host seed. It's not going to happen. You're going to be a top eight seed. But as Jay Johnson said yesterday and said again today, we do we are not here to lose. And if you are not there to lose, you got to be locked in, focused, and really take it to them. Look, you were you were a game in, game out last year. Let's go make a little run, man. Like, I, I don't want to get in the debate with you. I don't want to, I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to talk about uh well, 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 it only matters about getting on. No. Let's go win this damn tournament. Let's go win the SEC tournament. Let's go do it, man. You need a massive performance from Thatcher Hurd. Not only him. You're going to need Nate Ackenhausen to step up if he goes tomorrow. Griffin Herring, Gavin Guidry. You know what LSU is going to give you at the plate. You know it. I know it. They know it. Everybody in America knows it. The... uh, (sighs) The people overseas know it. If you were in remote, if you were in a remote building in Igloo in Antarctica right now, you would know that LSU is one of the best hitting teams in the country. You got to have massive performances this week 
and weekend from your bullpen. Time to roll. Starts with that, you're heard. Because, and I'm looking forward to watching Tommy Tanks and Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens and everybody, the entire gang, Trey Morgan. But you've had one of the best players to ever grace LSU baseball. Retire, hashtag retire three. And I mean that. When I tweeted that yesterday, I mean that. Retire number three. You have not made any runs in this tournament so far since he's been here. It's time to go do it. I, I, I have a very, a very strong feeling that they want to go and do it. If you can win this game tomorrow, you're in a, you're in a catbird seat. You sit in a really good spot. Let's go take it to them, man. Because you'll face the winner of the two, the two seed. Uh, who is that? Uh, Arkansas. Uh, you'll have the winner of Arkansas and whoever it is that they're going to play. Go take it. Was it Arkansas and um, who beat Tennessee, y'all? Who beat Tennessee? Um, oh, A&M. You got the winner of Arkansas and A&M. Go take it to them. Two teams that you've, at times this year, <laughs> kind of taken it to them. You took it to A&M. You took it to Arkansas. And more than likely, you're going to see Paul Skeens tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow, th- Thursday. Excuse me. I, I don't know why I'm thinking about that. But you'll see Paul Skeens on Thursday. Tomorrow's the big one. And you got to go take it to him. But we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, here when uh, Mr. Phillips joins us. We'll, we'll chat about some South Carolina LSU baseball. Uh, Paul Sub Martin. We, we need to put Paul Sub Martin on the payroll, man. We got to put him on the payroll. There's no other way around it. I'm putting Paul's up on the payroll. What y'all think? This man is an encyclopedia. This man's an encyclopedia. And all of you on YouTube, y'all better hit that like and share. Uh, Nathan E. says, hashtag Gorilla Ball. You would hope so. Let's go in there and, and swing that stick a little bit. Pause. Uh, Levi says, Dugas is slowly getting back. Yep. Yep. Holden Lee says, hope Dugas gets his groove back like Stella. He sets the tone. Well, he does set the tone, but I, I I don't know if you don't run out tomorrow with the lineup you had against Georgia. Let Dylan Cruz see some fastballs early in the count. Let him lead off. Who do you throw to if you're Eli Jones? With Dylan Cruz first at bat. See if Dylan can get out of this little bit of slump. And look, I'm going to say this. I know that it technically wasn't hit. But when, when Dylan Cruz got put in that number one slot, look, we've seen Dylan in that spot before, and he's absolutely mashed baseballs. Um, I think he likes being there. And not only that, I, I mean, Dylan hit some balls really hard when he got moved up into that one spot, so in that leadoff spot. So I kind of feel like he's out of it. I mean, and man, what the crazy thing is, it's last weekend Dylan Cruz hit a home run. <laughs> like, he, he, I mean – He's still Dylan Cruz. He's going through a little something, but I'm not worried at all about Dylan Cruz. Chance Babin says, LSU has 12 SEC tourney titles, the most of any school. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, Chad says, need to hand out some 97 Eastern reflexes. God, what a bat. And recline bats to the guys. What a bat, Chad. What a pull. What a comment. 
Ryan says, let's give Skip a belated birthday this week by winning the SEC championship. Yeah, and I should have let off with that. Uh, but it is the legend. It is the GOAT. Literally. Not, you know, we use the, the term greatest of all time so many times in today's society. Skip Bertman literally is the GOAT of his sport. Right? Like, literally is the GOAT of his sport. Uh, but shout out to the GOAT on that birthday. Absolutely fantastic. Um, love me some Skip, man. Love me some Skip. How can you not? I, I don't know how you can't love Skip Bertman. Uh, Anthony B. Saints says, Blake, I'm with you 100%. I think this team is 100% want to win this tournament. Yes, they do. Uh, after letting that SEC uh, title slipping out of their hands on Sunday. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's tough. That's tough. John Edward on YouTube says, let's go Gamecocks. And also says, Eli Jones has been great in the Friday night slot for us. And, and look, he's not, John Edward's not lying. And we just talked about that, man. I mean, he's got 388 ERA. Uh, the one thing that I will, that if I'm just – like when you just look at the stats, when you look at him, teams are hitting 244 off of him. Can you get to him when the game goes on a little bit deeper? How do they attack that? Let's hope that you can get to him from an LSU perspective. But it's not any different because Thatcher Hurts batting average against guys who have played is 266. So there's not, I mean, it's somewhat a little bit of a wash. Somewhat a little bit uh, of, a, of a wash. Uh, Matthew on Facebook says, how do you feel about LSU starting Paul tomorrow? They're not starting Paul tomorrow. Uh, and I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Wait until Thursday. This is double elimination. Uh, then you'll go into it. All right, let me transition though very quickly. Uh, we do. I do want to talk about football really quickly uh, and just some things I'm hearing. So if you've watched the show enough, if you watch the show a lot, which I hope that you do, and I hope that you continue to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell and share. Around this time, we continue to start talking to guys. We talk to some players, coaches uh, around the program. Just ask them how they're feeling. You know what the number one thing that I've gotten from this this team so far? Like everybody I talk to, players, coaches, on-field staff, anybody, I think that they know that they have a good enough team that they can make a serious run, a very serious run. You're seeing guys on their own, a lot of them, working out, getting ready for this for this summer's workout. We talked about it yesterday, Mason Smith being cleared. You're here, I'm hearing things about Harold Perkins and gaining more weight and getting ready to play, not just being an edge guy on the outside, but playing more of a role on the inside along with Omar Spates and Greg Penn Jr. Or Greg Penn III, excuse me. What's interesting to me, what's interesting to me is when you're talking to anybody it seems like they all have one direction that they're pointing towards. I'm not saying that a national title is a bust for them because I don't believe that it's a bust. But when you're talking to them and they all want to get there, right? Like when they all want to get there, you get to a place where, okay, everybody, and I'm going to use the biggest PJ Fleck, and I uh, quote, and I hate using this, but when you're rowing in the same direction, when your leader's leading you in the same direction, the confidence starts to build. You have a lot of leaders on this team. 
Harold Perkins starting to chirp up. Omar Spates is one of, if not the most experienced, experienced linebackers in the country. How does that pan out? For me, and it's going to be it's going to be interesting. You're reporting in in a week. LSU will be there in a week, and football will start. Camp will start, and before we know it, I know that the the motto around LSU is graduating champions. The mindset and focus that I get from this team right now is the word champion is something that's always on the forefront of their mind, not in the back of their mind, the forefront of their mind. Now, regardless what you believe, depth, statistics, whatever, I think Carter Bryant yesterday on the show said it pretty good. You got a really good coaching staff and a coaching staff that can harness the energy that you have coming out of that building and going to be able to harness that and refocus that into where it needs to be. You have squad team, uh, squad team leaders, guys that are being vocal. And the best thing about it is when you, this is what I, I hear from some of the coaches in that building. The not the actions of Jane Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer pushing each other, rooting for each other, has legitimately rubbed off on everybody else. I like where the psyche and mindset is here. We don't talk, you know, look, when we come on this show and we bring on guests, we talk about this depth, that guy, this depth, that guy. What can you do at quarterback? We never talk about the mentality going into a summer. We never talk about the mentality that you have to attack championships. Now, luckily at LSU, you've seen that mindset. You've seen the, the, the champions part of a one central focus. Now, I want to temper expectations, but I know what I'm seeing. Remember about this time last year, and I'm, I'm going to cop out on myself because Facebook memories reminded me of this yesterday. So I started making phone calls, caught about 40 people, and all got the same answer. A year ago today... Or, yeah, a year ago today, I would come out in the show and say something very specific. It would go a little something like this. These guys think that they're getting to 10-plus wins. The same thing, the same people, the, the same atmosphere with that team who says, Blake, we're getting to 10 wins. It's the same team that says, yes, you know, look, it, BK says graduate champions. We're going for the champions part now. It's it, There's something to be said when a team, and look, you're going to see this in Hoover. It, it doesn't matter what sport it is. It could be tennis. It could be hockey. It could be golf. Hell, it could be water polo. What are they doing with pickles these days? They're swinging them apparently at balls. They call it pickleball. All jokes aside, when a team comes in and has the mentality, as you're seeing in Hoover, 
Guys, there's no reason right now, as I'm sitting here in the studio watching Alabama, there's no reason that Alabama with a coach that got caught betting on games, they should be out here spanking ass. None. Zero zilch nada. When an 18 to 23-year-old kid flips that switch like LSU has and talking to people and you know that you're what you're seeing here, something really interesting. All right. Let's do this. Chris Phillips is back in the building. I got look. There's two things that can make you, um, me really admire you. One is publish great content. Check for Chris. Number two, stand up to the haters, baby. What's up, man? Chill out on my guy. Damn, man. Rough crowd. <laughs> rough crowd i love his content we got some lsu south carolina we need to talk about we're talking about it next let's mention our good friend carol falls over at state farm might go over to the drake williams law firm while we're at it chris phillips next guys you might know my good friend carol falls and all the great service that he provides over at state farm he is your good neighbor after all but did you know state farm has surprisingly great rates as well Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back. The man is back. The man is back. I got to admit, I got to admit, you you took some hate. Hey, man, you took some heat from the LSU fans, but uh, you responded. Good evening, sir. How are you? Blake, my Bayou brother, what's going on, man? I'm doing well. You know, I, I was tuned in a little bit earlier to the beginning of your show, and one thing I admire about you that I'll say is I, I, I get pretty animated in my show. I get pretty fired up. I like to say I may not be the funniest, even the most entertaining, the most good looking, but I will have the most passion. No doubt. But you, sir, you bring the heat, man. You bring the heat. I respect the hell out of it. So I appreciate you having me on. And it's funny, man. I was just looking on Twitter, speaking of Twitter, right? Which what a fantastic place that is. And I see the uh the pitching matchup announced of Thatcher Hurd against Eli Jones. And I think it comes from an LSU beat writer. And I I see people commenting saying, he stinks, talking about Thatcher Hurd. And I'm like, Every fan base is the same, man. We just all love and hate our own team at the same time. So I'm glad we have so many things in common, man. It's, it's great to be here, Blake. I appreciate you having me. So let's start there, and I appreciate you joining. But let's start there because, look, LSU saw Eli Jones. Now, the last time that we saw Eli Jones, we thought he was going to throw on the Friday night. But then here came North Carolina, and you're like, hey, we're going to stick in North Carolina. Here comes Eli Jones here, the Friday night guy. But LSU did see him. And he's going back against him today. The one thing that I love is that we get a game three finally. And it's funny because when we, you know, kind of all broke off and the series was over, like, hey, we'll see you in Hoover. Yeah, man, we'll see you in Hoover. Well, now uh, here we go. I think this is a good matchup. But, Chris, I got to ask you the, 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 the just the honest to truth uh, uh, question here. I know South Carolina slipped a little bit, but today was massive for the Cox. So what did you see today that you liked? And I guess give us a little bit of a brief detail of what's been happening over the last month since we've seen you guys. 
Yeah, Blake, and, and Mark Kingston, I thought, said it best in the postgame, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said that looked and felt a lot more like the first 40 games no, than uh, the no last what, 15 or 17 or so the regular season. So, um, yeah, since the South kind of LSU series, which what a great one it was, and again, we talked about it, it was unfortunate that we were all robbed of a fantastic game three because of the silly SEC rules, three days to play three games, what have you. Um yeah, I mean, it's crazy. The last four series, Gamecocks lose all four of them. It felt like, to me, Blake, watching a team that, you know, ran into some good competition, obviously battled the injury bug, got really, really cold, though, and I think mentally maybe started to doubt themselves a little bit, got a little uncomfortable, some different guys playing different positions. I mean, anytime you got to move your catcher to third base and you got your backup catcher coming in there and you got your weekend rotation all shuffled, you know, Will Sanders is obviously injured right now as well. Uh, just a lot of things all at once for this team. And, you know, I talked about Blake early on in the season. I'm sure you feel this as an LSU fan. You know, teams like South Carolina, LSU, they got good players. And this game is so mental. I mean, the game of baseball, it's, it's so mental, and especially when you're talking 18 to 22-year-old kids. And so I thought for South Carolina, in LSU all throughout the year, but South kind of early on, good things happen. You build confidence. You get more confident. You have more success. That success breeds more confidence. And it becomes this snowball effect. Well, that can work the opposite way, right? You run into no a bus stall. You, you fail, right? You, you Two of three. You lose two of three to Auburn after sweeping Florida, and you're like, oh, okay, what happened? And maybe some doubt starts to creep in, right? You start to lose some of that confidence. Some injuries happen. Some of your some of your top guys go out. You know, I thought shortstop Braylon Wimmer sustaining his injury, which he's back now with that injury. I, I thought that was one of the most underrated uh, of the season for South Carolina. Truly one of your cornerstone guys, one of your glue guys, one of your leaders. But again, it can work the other way where it snowballs, right? You start to have, you know, have struggles and, and failures, and that leads to frustration, leads to more failures and et cetera. So it was a big win for South Carolina Blake today. You know, Georgia – is Georgia, and it looked like a team that South kind of swept over the season, which they did in that first SEC series. But to right. come out, you know, James Hicks, absolutely masterful performance, six and two-third, uh, no runs allowed. Kate Austin, what he did in relief, the big pitch he made in the seventh with the bases loaded in a 5 nothing game, uh, I thought was huge. And then the lineup, I mean, the bottom of the lineup for South Carolina, seven, eight, nine. Uh, they combine in six hits, five RBI on the day for the seven, eight, nine guys, which you, you know, Mark Kingston, Blake, funny enough, has said it before about the seven, eight, nine guys for Carolina. They're in there for their defense, and any offense they give us is a bonus. No right? question. So, I mean, think about them carrying the load. So, um, also, I, I think the big thing, and you hate to put this much pressure on a freshman, but, I mean, Blake, it's the SEC, right? You come to either one of these schools, the pressure's there no matter what. Ethan Petrie, he has not homered in an SEC game since the Florida series. And what you know it, the Gamecocks have lost every one of those series. So, Getting him going again, him getting hot, he finishes the season with 21 home run, but it feels like he's been stuck on that number forever, and he's a guy, I feel like he's swinging the bat a little bit better, right? You're seeing him get a couple base knocks, but he hasn't hit that long ball, which I don't know if Hoover's really the best place to do so, because I was just watching Alabama-Kentucky, and I mean, they're hitting balls in the warning track and the, the 405, and nobody can seem to poke one out out there, so, um, you know, I think this is one for sure that I don't know if the Gamecocks, like Mark Kingston and company initially would have had this, you know, circled on their calendar, like, we're going to get to get LSU again, we get that matchup, but I know for me, and I'm sure you as well, and I'm sure those on Twitter who, boy, that was fun, man. Gamecocks and LSU fans going back and forth <laughs> with each other. LSU fans saying that we're scared to play them in game three. Oh, I had a blast reading all the comments. But uh, now we get it, man. Now we get the game three. And while it may not be each team's game three starters, we got Thatcher Hurd on the LSU side and Eli Jones with the Gamecocks. And um, I'm expecting a great ball game tomorrow. Here's what I said to start the show. Now, I'm not saying this because you're on, okay? People just know I'm going to tell, tell you like it is. I know that Wimmer went out, but man, if if South Carolina gets hot, like 
to, to LSU's fans, I mean, Brand, when we're going out, it's like Jordan Thompson going down for us, another guy that has double-digit home runs. Five dudes had double-digit home runs. And, and, and Chris, honestly, when I when the first, when the game first came on today, I was like, man, they gonna just get three outs up and down because that's how both of it went with Georgia and South Carolina. But man, Hicks and the, and then the guys at the play just absolutely smashed. You talked about Petra a little bit. Let, let's stay. Let's stay there. Why do you look? I mean, technically, he's a sophomore now, I guess, because the, the year's <laughs> over with, right? But you said you're starting to see him get a little bit better. What have you seen from him where where he's starting to swing it a little bit better? I think he's just staying more than himself. I, I think he was pressing a little bit there because he was on such a torrid pace. I mean, we remember, man, he was he was just out of this world. I mean, it was crazy right. every time. It was like one of those things where pull out your phone because there's a good chance this guy goes yard. You know, I, I think what happens to Blake, and you know this, is that the book starts to get out on you and they, they, these teams all have film and – you know, they kind of find out how to pitch you and where's the hole, where's the weakness. So I, I think that happened a little bit as well. But I think lately, again, he's staying more within himself, not necessarily pressing for the home run, maybe being a little bit more patient and uh, getting good pitches to hit. Again, the power numbers haven't been there, but uh, a couple of knocks over the weekend against Tennessee had a knock today, had a sack fly, which, again, productive ABs, that's all you're asking of him. But, uh, you know, you move a true freshman to the three-hole, man, and I just think the pressure's of the SEC and you got to lead arms. And, dude, it's really easy to fall into a slump in this league with all the arms you got, all the arms you face on a week-in, week-out basis. So, I mean, he's a guy you feel confident that – and that one of the encouraging things for me against Georgia was – Seeing that productivity from the bottom of the lineup, you feel confident guys like Cole Messina, Ethan Petrie, Gavin Cassis, Braylon Wimmer, Talmadge Lecroy, et cetera, et cetera, your big sticks. Like, they're going to come up when you need it most, but if you can get the production one through nine, because seven through nine has been a bit of a struggle of late. I mean, God, Dylan Brewer came into the game, I think he was like one for his last 20 with 11 strikeouts, and he gets a base knock today in an RBI. And you know what, Blake? It was a duck snort. It's a liner in the book, but it was literally a duck snort over the shortstop's head. But sometimes that's all it takes, man. Just just a blooper, and that gets you out of a slump, and you get rolling. So he was a big part of their success, too, when, when they were doing well offensively. So, you know, and for the Gamecocks, that's the key, right? Even with all the success they had, they finished 11th in the SEC in batting average. They were third in ERA. So for South Carolina, it's just all about keeping that consistency, finding that consistency offensively. And, uh, you know, you hope it's a situation where the 11.7 guys, good buddies of ours, friends of the show, talk about the, the hot, cold, hot theory I think all fans of the Yardcocks are hoping they're about to hit their hot streak. But, you know, Blake, speaking on this game tomorrow, offensively, I'm really interested. You talk about Ethan Petrie, and, of course, we talk Dylan Cruz and Tommy Tanks and all these power hitters. Hoover's not built for that, man. This this is not a power ballpark. This is a ballpark built for station to station, for small ball, for elite pitching. You know, it's crazy to think today was the first shutout in Gamecocks baseball history in Hoover. You think about the arms arms they've had and that fact that's such a pitcher-friendly ballpark. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting, the offensive approach by both sides tomorrow. When in 80 games that South Carolina had played in the tournament, and look, South Carolina's mm-hmm. won multiple national titles. They've had really good teams, and to think about that is insane. I agree with you, and look, on the Petri thing, I'm not worried about him. Like, I know that, it, it, Chris, it's different because you have a guy that's from the outside looking in, but Dylan Cruz is going through the same slumps. Okay, like, he, I mean, look, the dude slumped and went down 70 points. He's still hitting 423s, the SEC player of the year, back-to-back, whatever. But I do like what I saw today from him with his swings. Look, he found off a lot of pitches. I, I wrote this down today. So his third at bat, Chris, he found off four pitches 
all all speed. And I'm like, okay, so this kid, no, he's seeing what he's seeing. No matter what happens there, he knows what's going on. So I, I am looking uh, into that. Let me ask you this, though, the bullpen. How is – so, look, you're, this is a quick turnaround now. How does the bullpen look? Who are some of the guys maybe in the midweek that have, have thrown in, uh, this year? What does the bullpen like look like for tomorrow in your opinion? Yeah, Blake, that's where really the fun and games begins. And I, I want to say this before we get to that because it's actually funny. LSU's been on the mind of Gamecock fans of late because with the struggles, right, losing four SEC series in a row and, you know, Mark Kingston's job status up in the air. I've had so many people ask me, Chris, if we continue to struggle and we fire oh. Kingston, do you think uh, LSU's going to throw the bag and get Ethan Petrie to transfer to down to Baton Rouge? <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, y'all set the precedent with Tommy Tanks. I'm just saying, man, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, I, I, I said this today, LSU is kind of like the New York Yankees of college baseball where they go out there and buy, buy the best talent and they're very easy to hate. No disrespect to you at all, by the way. Just, you know, you're winners. You're winners. I, so hey, it's look, very I easy to lie. hate the LSU. I threw, yeah. I threw you know, I ain't going <laughs> to lie. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong, okay? I mean, I know the money that was getting slung for, for tanks yeah. around here and it's not yeah. small dimes. I don't yeah. think Petrie's going to be the guy that they go after. I think... You know, Charlie Condon might be the dude that they, uh, you know. Yeah, it's like, why are you at Georgia, man? Come to a school where they care about baseball, I, well, right? I, I just don't <laughs> get that, dude. And, and look, I know he's a Georgia kid. Look, it would it, look, and you probably for you with South Carolina, it would hell would freeze over before I went somewhere else before the school that I would want, would want to go to, right? So we'll have to wait and see. So it is yeah. a revolving door there yeah. at in the bullpen. I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so anyway, anyways, back to the bullpen. Yeah, I, I see South Carolina. Of course, they're going with Eli Jones tomorrow, which I'll tell you, Blake, I was really surprised with. I, I did not think they would bump Eli Jones up two days. I thought they'd wait that until Thursday stud, to get though, back. man. He's yeah, just no, a he stud, is. No, he man. is. I mean, I'm not surprised in the sense of, like, he's obviously good enough to go right, in this right. game. Right, I get what you're saying. He's been really good. You know, I, I thought, honestly, you know, he, his first opportunity – in a weekend start in SEC play was against Mississippi State in Starkville, and he threw really, really well. And I I know State wasn't good this year, right? They're not even in Hoover. But you go into the dude and you deal, that's a that's a big deal. I, I, that's still right. a tough environment. Then he goes to Baum Walker, which you guys are really familiar with, and he shoves there too. And I'm like, all right, this dude's for real. This dude's legit. He needs to get more looks. Got a lot of run on the fastball. He, you know, the breaking stuff's really good. And he's got that moxie, that confidence, that swagger, which, man, you could argue is just as, if not more important, the stuff. So I, I expect another good outing from him tomorrow. What does the bullpen look like? Like you said, that, that's where the fun in games begins. I think Nick Proctor's a guy for South Carolina that he's sort of your sidewinder, soft tosser, but has a funky delivery that he's pitched really well of late. Dylan Eskew's another guy was a junior college guy. that, And these are all guys, again, Blake, that have thrown admittedly somewhat limited innings, right? Unfortunately, you've lost a guy like Eli Jerzenbeck to injury. I think if I recall correctly, he pitched in that LSU series. He did. Maybe not. Or maybe he pitched, yeah, he pitched in that LSU series. So he's been lost to Tommy John. I think you could see Jackson Phipps. I think you could see Chris Veach, obviously, your closer in that one. So, you know, this this is, you know, for LSU, I think this will become more apparent as the as the week goes on. But, you know, in this tournament play, man, it's just about who can kind of string it together. And, you know, you need some guys to step up, man. Like a guy like Sam Simpson. No LSU fan's going to know who he is. Hell, there's probably a lot of Gamecock fans don't know who he is. But a guy who's made some appearances here and there, you know, throughout this season, Connor McCreary, right? That's not a name you've ever heard of, but – for a team to make any sort of championship run, you know this, whether it's the conference tournament, it's Omaha, there's got to be somebody that just turns into a hero that, that wasn't before, right? I mean, you look at South Carolina 2010-2011, Michael Roth was that guy, right? He just came out of nowhere, and, you know, the rest is history. So, uh, I think Eli Jones is going to give you a quality start. I think it's really interesting. 
with LSU going up against Thatcher Hurd. And I was just looking at his numbers, and I know Jay Johnson had said that he's really confident in him, and a lot of their postseason success is is going to depend on Thatcher Hurd. But again, those numbers are six five nine ERA. Um, you know, what does he give LSU? I mean, you, you figure you're going to have to score runs to win this ball game for sure. But, you know, I think you like your chances with Eli Jones. And uh, from there, it's just what does the bullpen give you? I mean, you threw Kate Austin today, so he probably, probably doesn't go back-to-back. Back. It, it's going to be really interesting to see how Mark Kingston and Justin Parker work this thing. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, what about Austin Williamson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's another one. He's another one that could go. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, you, another guy that hasn't thrown a ton. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think it could give you quality innings. Well, see, because, like, so, look, I I, I haven't – I saw him, I think, what, last weekend, and the kid came out and got one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And so, when I saw him, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to ask Chris if he, you know, comes on uh, this week, obviously today. But the kid has 16 appearances, and I just thought that maybe he would be would be a dude. Well, Brett, Brett Thomas is another one, Blake. Brett Thomas yeah. is another one, a guy that, again, he, I think his first SEC appearance was last weekend. But he's a guy that, I mean, the spin rate on the curveball, I think is probably the best on South Carolina's roster. I mean, you, you know as well as I do, man. It's like all these SEC teams, hell, the guys that ain't pitching are throwing 95 to 97. I like they're, they're not even seeing innings. You know what I mean? They're like, see, like, who is this guy? So, you know, Brett Thomas is another one that I think could – you know, started weekend games last year for South Carolina out of necessity, but, you know, started was pretty decent here and there. So, you know, these there are guys that are quality guys. They're just maybe not household names. They're not guys that have 20, 30 appearances or what have you. But, you know, South Carolina, that's one thing they preached all preseason. They have quality depth and even on the pitching staff side of things. And even after the injuries, I think that still stands true. So I think South Carolina should be in a pretty good position on the bump in regards to the way they set up for this week. All right, last baseball one to you because I want to get football. We're getting close, and then you know everybody's butchering me on the text line to ask you about some some women's basketball. Uh, but <laughs> let, let me ask you this: You brought up about your coach possibly being let go. I saw this on Twitter. I saw your your interactions, and I know that last year I think you were calling for him to possibly get the boot. And what has he got to do to for that seat not to be ultimate hot? Well, first thing, Blake, I, it wasn't no possibly about it. I was leading the fire Mark Kingston train. I was I was dunzo, my guy. Blake, when I say fire a coach, I mean, I, I don't do it passively. I, I do it with conviction. I can tell you that right now. So, don't blame my guy, we had, we had fire Mark Kingston t-shirts coming hot off the presses, my guy. So, okay. Uh, and this was one of those things I tell you last year, just on a side note, that it was I, – I, I did not want to be that guy because I, I – selfishly just value my experience watching South Carolina baseball. And I'm like, I just want to enjoy the games without calling for a coach's head. But you get to a point, I'm sitting there texting with, I mean, some of the greatest ever wear the jersey, guys that won the national championship at Carolina. They're like, dude, this guy ain't it. He's done. Forget it. And I'm like, okay. Now, now it's just becoming too apparent and too obvious. With that being said, you know, he returns this year, hires Monty Lee. Hey, I want Mark Kingston to be the head coach here for the next decade because it means he won, right? So right. before the season I came in, Blake, Super Regionals are bust. It's very much as simple as that. I, I, I think Super Regionals are bust at minimum because the other three scenarios are this, Blake. Number one, you miss the postseason. He should be terminated. Well, that's not going to happen. Right. The other scenario is you have to go on the road for a regional and you get eliminated. That's not good enough in my mind. Or maybe, Blake, the most damning of them all, you host a regional and you can't even win your own regional. To me, that's just simply not getting the job done. So I think it's minimum super regionals or bust for Mark Kingston. I stand by that. 
And it's one of those things why, you know, so many people have wanted me to go back on that whole fire Kingston Tyree. And I haven't. I'm like, I'm going to let this thing play out. Let's just see what happens. You know, even with that being said, though, you know, we start talking about the dynamic. And again, this is something I'll get into more after the season concludes, the dust settles, what have you. If this team, if they make it to Omaha, then it's a no-brainer, right? Mark Kingston should be back. He right. earned it. Even if they make the Supers, if they don't get farther than that, I just think there's going to be this sick feeling in everybody's stomach because this team was a lock for a top-eight national seed. And, and I know they had injuries. I know they had problems. Everybody's but like, got injuries. It's the same players, right? It's this, And, like, if you're only a good coach when everybody's healthy and everything going well, like, what does that say? Like, it's ne- if, if you have to bank on being 100% healthy throughout the year, then you're never going to do anything because, like you said, everybody gets hurt. Everybody has injuries. Every team has pitchers blocked their arms. Everybody gets nicks and bruises, has to miss a week or two. It just happens. So, you know, I, again, for Kingston, I think it's at minimum super regionals or bust. And I think it's even more so emphasized because this team's good enough to go to Omaha, man. This is an Omaha caliber team. There's no question, even when the injuries they've had. So, um, I feel like I missed the second half of your question. I do apologize. Because okay. I, I got I so lost I, I, Kingston I, rant. <laughs> I got so – see? See, I get carried away with the Kingston stuff, man. I just – yeah, I don't, I don't even know. remember. I, I want him so to be good. back. Let me put it that way, though. We all want Kingston to be back, man. But it's just there's a standard at Carolina, same way there's a standard at LSU. And if you don't meet it, the fans are going to let you hear it very quickly. Yeah, and when you start winning national titles and you start slipping, it becomes it becomes right. an issue. I mean, I was watching the thing, and I guess today is Skip Bertman's birthday, right? So yeah. Happy birthday to yeah. the legend. They were having something during the rain delay about you know his tenure at LSU and I'm sitting there watching him I and it reminded me of Ray Tanner but you're like man just the guys that have to follow these guys up like Paul Maneri was a great coach but you know he wasn't Skip Burton you know what I mean he's not yeah, Skip and, like, and look, just, they called him tough. they called him less miles of baseball you know because he won an adding <laughs> couldn't it couldn't get back but I agree with you and look it, South Carolina's a two seed shit that's a hell of a scary two seed yeah. I don't know who would want to uh, be a part of that. All right, Chris Phillips, the Spurs Up Show will let you know where you can catch all of his content and his stuff. Uh, let me transition really quickly. Football's getting close. Coach Lindsey did come to LSU, was hired by LSU, obviously, but, I mean, Matt House was his dude. He's been, he's coached on him before. I guess what can we – what LSU fans expect from, from uh, Coach Lindsey? Do, do you want the answer that's going to make you feel I want good? You to, or you want I, want you the truth, I want you the truth answer. <laughs> Well, let me listen. The, the Jimmys and Joes in LSU are probably a little bit better than, than what he had at South Carolina. But he had some pretty damn good ones in Columbia. And by God, they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop a nosebleed, my man. I don't know what else to tell you. So I, I hope it works out better in Baton Rouge than it did in Columbia for him. Uh, I mean, g- good guy, good coach. Listen, I, I'm not going to, you know, kick the man or anything. But he, I was going to say kick him when he's down. But he ain't down because he's getting paid. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my man's getting paid. Hey, he's son. way up. Hey, he's way, way up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean – no, I mean, you know, they're, they're South Carolina struggled to stop the run in his two years. Now, I think there were other reasons the linebacker position was a concern. They, but it it has felt like over the last couple of years that the defensive line did not quite live up to the hype they received. Now, our Gamecock fans known to maybe overhype their team just a little bit. I mean, here and there it happens, but I, I didn't feel like you saw this defensive line reach the true potential that it was capable of. Now, was that more on the players? Was it something to do with Lindsey? I have no idea. But by all accounts, by the way, he's a great recruiter, great dude. But I, I thought there were some things left to be desired. And I think it worked out well for both parties. I mean, I think LSU does get a quality coach. South Carolina gets one of their all-time greats to come home and coach the D-line. So 
I mean, I think it works out well, but Blake, I, I'd be lying to you if I said I was sad to see Jimmy Lindsay go. I, I appreciate that answer because, you know, look, Chris. You, you tell been, me the same thing if it was one of your assistants where the, oh, the dude, position you and, had. And you'd listen, be like, you can have him, man. And listen, let, listen. I, I, okay, I get one curse word. miss you if you don't leave. Hey, well, I, I get one curse word per show, okay? That, that's yeah. what that's what okay. they, they give me. I'd be kicking that motherfucker down as hard as I could. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know, man. That's just the truth. All right. I, I do got to ask you this. A lot of South Carolina love in football. Uh, a lot of people projecting them to be number three in the East. Do you think that that's uh, fair, warranted, or do you are you a little bit hesitant? I think it's fair. Um, I, I'd put Tennessee right now at number two. You know, I, I haven't dropped. I will do this in early July, by the way. I'll, I'll drop full SEC predictions as well, right. of course. South kind of prediction. So you can give me some hell for my LSU picks. I don't know where I'm going with the Tigers yet. But, uh, nah. yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think South Carolina third or even fourth in the SEC East. You know, it, it's funny. The hype train, I feel, Blake, has lost a little bit of steam as the offseason has progressed because of, you know, the offensive line. I mean, God, you lose your starting left tackle for I the know. season in the spring game. Probably your best offensive lineman. Um, you know, you've picked up some nice pieces in the portal, but the portal really – has ravaged you when you talk about impact players. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's still concerns on both lines of scrimmage. So, and then you look at, you know, teams like Kentucky with Devin Leary and Liam Cohen, their OC. You look at Missouri, who returns like 80% of the defensive production. Um, you know, I think Florida's going to stink, honestly. Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt, and then Georgia's number one. So, the SEC East, I, I feel confident in this. I'll put Georgia in pin at number one in the East, Vandy at number seven. I think the rest is pretty wide open. I but, agree with uh, that. you know, I, I, think, I think third for South Carolina is very fair. Could they finish second if they get Spencer Rattler we saw in the final two games of the regular season? If he's that consistently, then, yeah, they could be a 9- or 10-win team. But I think more realistically putting South Carolina in that 7- to 8-win range, which, I mean, again, Blake, there's God, there's like five or six teams, seven or eight teams in the SEC you could pick to go 7-5 and five or 8-4. and four. So, um, you know, it, I think the Gamecocks are kind of one of those middle of the pack, like an Arkansas – like, uh, you know, like, a, like maybe like an old Miss. Maybe they're a little bit better. But you know what I mean? Like kind of one of those just middle-of-the-pack teams. I mean, we saw so many over-under win totals drop at six, six and a half, set, like so many. So I, I think third is a very fair pick. But there are real concerns for Carolina going in this season. I think are coming more into focus as we get closer to the season. As a guy that played at the next level, I don't want to hear anything about your starters not playing in the spring game. For that specific reason, and look, you got to get the reps. You can't simulate. Yeah. You can't simulate those kinds of things. That's just the part where it stinks. I agree with you. And before we transition to, to your, our last question here, but I agree with you on one massive thing you said there. I don't care that Spencer Rattler threw the interceptions right at the end of the year. I care that he found something, and whatever something is. Can you duplicate that? I do think that that's a big thing. All right, last one, Chris. We'll get you out of here. Thank you so much for joining us. Mm -hmm. Got to ask you because they're in the <laughs> chat, but I'm not going to curse at you like they did. Uh, I get what you're doing. We all know. you. Come on. <laughs> all right. So, listen, I'm with you. You know, I, I took a shot at Dawn Staley. You responded. So, look, I as, as they say in the business, I gave the alley. You dunked the oop. This is going to be a serious rivalry, though. I mean, this – but, look, we put up, what, seven videos, guys? What was it, seven? Seven videos over the last two weeks of women's basketball, and they're our highest content. 
I think that this could be a dead, knockdown, drag-out rivalry brewing, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, I was going to say, Blake, it feels good to talk somebody else, talk to somebody else whose fan base cares about women's college basketball. I when, know. You got two, when you've got two elites like these two are, these two heavyweights, you can see why. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, I, I, I poked a little bit at LSU because it's, you know, South Carolina, listen, they didn't do what they needed to do against Caitlin Clark in Iowa, and it was a shame because I would have loved to have seen the rematch. We all would have loved to as well. And, uh, you know, I was a little salty watching a team that South going <laughs> to beat by 30 points, hoist the trophy. You know what I mean? I, I was I was a little uh, – I, I will say this. I wasn't on the side of – I loved the antics and the celebrations and everything. I thought those right. people on social media were – were losers who couldn't just see the fun and trash talking. But right. either way, you know, I, I I picked and prodded a little bit. But again, it's because of, you know, LSU's a threat to South Carolina's dynasty. Bottom line, let's call, let's call it for what it is. They are. Kim Mulkey's a threat to what Dawn Staley's built, right? It's it's this other team coming in trying to knock you off as the top dog in the SEC. So I think it's definitely, man, like you said, going to be back and forth. I mean, I, I've never felt so much angst or, or anger or kind of like slight towards on the team when you're seeing LSU land these players in the transfer portal. And you're like, why wouldn't they want to come to Carolina instead? You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? Why aren't we getting everybody? Like, this is what's going on. So there's a disruption of the order happening in Baton Rouge. It irritates those in Garnet and Black. I say, though, that's fine. Game on. We'll see you on the court, and we'll handle it there. So, like you mentioned, man, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun over the next couple of years. I, I can't say it anything more perfect than what you just did. And you know what, man? Just let's call it what it is. When, For an LSU perspective, or really anybody, like when Urban Meyer leaves Florida and then goes to Ohio State and starts winning, how massive Florida hated Urban Meyer. And then when Nick Saban left the NFL, went to Alabama, and we're like, not only is he back, the bitch is in our division, you know? So, I mean, like, what you going to do? I do think, though, this is one of those things, and I enjoy bringing this in because it's not as if you have, yeah, Urban Meyer, Florida, you're never going to play each other. This is something that can be very real. So, I really enjoy it. Chris, Let you always, dude, you're always fantastic. But tell everybody where they can catch all your content. It's going to be a great game tomorrow, man. I'm looking forward to it. But where can they catch all your stuff? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the game, and obviously I, I know we'll be going back and forth on social media. I love, by the way, that you've been active during all the games, man. I, I try to do that as well, but love watching the SEC tournament and uh, pray for no rain. I think that's been the biggest upset that South Carolina LSU might actually start on time, so that's a positive. But, uh, no, I appreciate you, Blake, having me on. We're on uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, at the Spurs Up Show. We go live every single day, noon to 3 now. Uh, so we're doing a okay. three-hour live show, noon to 3, and that's all Eastern time, of course. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, where you get your podcasts at the Spurs Up Show, of course. And we have a store, TSUS.store, which is actually getting revamped right now. We're really excited. We're going to be doing a full store relaunch here in probably the next uh, next month or so. So really excited for that, man. And, again, I appreciate you having me on. And definitely want to do more of this as we get closer, especially to football season. 100 days to kick on Thursday, my friend. I guess oh, 101 man. for you guys since you play on that Sunday. But oh, either way, we're getting close. I can't wait. <laughs> it's like it's like I, talk, I said this in the show yesterday. I was like, it's like when you know that you go into your girl's house and you about you, you know y'all in the honeymoon phase and you can't get there fast enough. That's where I'm at. I'm at blue ball season. That's what they call. It. Anyway, oh, I love it. I all love right, it. Chris. We'll see you next. We'll see you soon, man. You have a good night, Blake. I appreciate you, man. Take care. All right, that's Chris Phillips with the Spurs Up Show. Dude's fantastic, man. Dude's fantastic. 
Uh, I didn't see this in time, but he, Chance said, ask him about Raging Cajun eliminating uh, Carolina in the regionals as a one seed in 2000. I mean, Chance, with all due respect, me and him were 10. <laughs> Andrew Paul's up. Martin says, Connor McCreary sounds like someone who would play at Auburn, and I have never agreed with anything more in my life. Never have agreed to anything more in my life. Let me let me do this. Let me talk about good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. I want to talk about Saints OTAs before we get out of here, so let's do that. Got to call out the media a little bit. Got to call them out. Be back soon. Don't go anywhere. Hit that like and share. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. If you missed it today, OTAs with the Saints started. And I got to be real with you. I got to be real with you, man. I'm on social media. I see all of it. Saints media going to have to come down for, for just a quick hot minute. I do think that there needs to be a limitation on the Saints. Without, without question, there needs to be a realistic uh, point of view other than everybody freaking out that Derek Carr went six for six at today's OTAs. What was it, the first uh, first day of OTAs? I mean, did I miss something? Did I, I mean, am I going crazy here? Guys, we're freaking out that guys in pads, or not in pads, excuse me, went six for six. Now, listen, I, I say all they to say this. When you, anytime you bring in a new quarterback, Anytime that he has to work with new receivers, I know that they have a little bit of a connection already. That's going to have to take place even more when you go live, when you're, when everything is up for grabs, right? Like this is just the time when we're like, like if I came out and said right now that a, a, a seven and five LSU team is going to have a new, a really good connection with their good quarterback. Yeah, maybe some of that would be true. But what are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? You got some good pieces. I think you've replenished at keep at really key places that you needed to. I still think that maybe you're a body or two away along that interior of the defensive line. What's going to happen with Alvin Kamara? What's going to happen with Mike Thomas? So, as we transition into this offseason and OTAs, don't freak out 
as obscene on social media of Derek Carr on air going six for six. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to yourself. What I mean, I've been around a lot of football in my life, a lot of football in my life. And you will never see me freak out over a guy in a practice that's throwing on air, going six for six. You know what you did? Your job. Your job. I, <laughs> look, I know a lot of people that cover the Saints. Some of them, like John Hendricks, are dear friends of mine. Dear, dear friends. And this wasn't John doing it. Come on, man. Be, you're better than that. You know not to freak out over something that you have no business freaking out of. And I'm not saying that this is a New Orleans thing when it comes to teams, not people. But when we talk about the Pelicans, when we talk about the Saints, we need to start maybe getting a little bit more of a realistic uh, view of what's truly going on there. You know, like, are, are you or are you not going to have Mike Thomas? I I think that that's a big question. All right. Let's get on out of here. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Let's go win a ball game. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.